welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log Day 45 Tithe There's a story that my priest likes to tell when he's giving the catechism class on tithing and money, right? Stewardship of your resources. And I've told you the story before, but I'm going to retell it now because it's going to set the scene for what we'll be talking about today, which obviously is tithing. And the story goes something like this. When my priest was just becoming Christian, and I don't think he was becoming Orthodox at the time, but he found himself in a church. And the offering plate was being passed around towards the end of the service. And he had $4 in his pocket, right? And I think maybe even to his name. But either way, he had $4. And he looked at the money and realized it wasn't even enough for lunch. So he decided to put it in the offering plate, trusting in God that God will provide. And virtually immediately, he got a tap on his shoulder. When he turned around, the person behind him handed him an envelope with his name on it person said, I don't know who this is from. I was just told to hand it up to you. And the envelope contained $40 with a note that read for lunch. Right, and this is one of those very beautiful stories where everything comes together in real life to teach us a very valuable lesson. And the lesson is that when you earn money, You give 10% of it to God as a gesture, as a symbol that it's all His anyway, right? Everything we have, everything we could conceivably give to God belongs to Him already, right? You could give God all of your money and it belongs to Him already. He's loaning it to you for some sort of reason, some sort of purpose, right? Every plate of food you have, you could give away in God's name and It was his already anyway, right? Whatever it is that you have, we give portions of it back to God, right? Some of our gifts we use in the service of God and his kingdom, right? Some of our resources we use, we use our time. All of these things as a symbol, as a gesture, because God doesn't ultimately need those things from us, right? God could do whatever he wants, but it's for our benefit. And that gentlemen, is where tithing comes in, right? And tithing is, of course, the practice where you give 10% of your income to the church, right? So if you earn, let's say, $100,000 a year, and after tax, it's, I don't know, 65, you give $6,500 a year, which comes out to maybe like 500 or 600 a month. Now, that being said, my priest always says, and I will pass that advice on to you, that if you aren't currently able to give 10% of your income, You start small. You start wherever you can, right? 1%, 2%, 3%, whatever it is that you can currently afford, you give that. And then you try to work your way up to 10%, right? Shift around your budget. And God will not allow tithing to become a burden to you, right? And a lot of this information is in yesterday's episode about receiving your blessings, right? If you are doing the godly thing, if you are following his commandments, if you are tithing, it will not be as punishment to you. It'll be his reward to you. And I think that's what the story that my priest likes to tell about the, the $4 and the $40 is meant to illustrate, right? He didn't even have enough money 
for lunch. That money was useless to him. Those four bucks, he could do nothing with it. But he tithed it, and that change in his character, that little affirmation of this belongs to God anyway, I'm going to just give it to him. And then he was given $40, right? So it, it, it turned out to be 10%. It just, you know, chronologically, the order was a little flipped, which I think is just absolutely fascinating, right? Very beautiful. Now, the point here is pretty clear, right? I shouldn't actually have to remind anyone about this, but I am because it's a reminder to myself as well that we have to tithe, right? We should aim for 10%. If we can't do 10%, you know, you can start with wherever you're at, you know, whatever it is that you can give, and this is advice coming straight from my priest, of course, and he's the expert. And then you work your way up. And if, you know, you become very wealthy, that number might far exceed 10% at some point, right? And this is, of course, the dream of many of us, and I've, I've shared my dream before, is I would like to one day fund the building of a cathedral, an Orthodox cathedral in North America. And I think we have a couple, you know, probably somewhere in upstate New York, you know, where maybe the Orthodox populations are larger, or actually now that I think about it, there's a church in Charlotte, right? A couple hours away from where I am, that is a Greek Orthodox cathedral. But I would like to one day fund one myself. I would like to do that for the church, for God. So there might come a point where your tithing would be beyond 10%, which of course that first 10% is the tithe, and then anything beyond that is just extra stewardship, extra giving. But this is one of the main reasons that we build our earning potential and our material wealth as men who follow the warrior king ethos. This is one of the main reasons, right? The main reason is to use that money for God's purposes. And the first way we do that is by tithing, right? And I've told the story of the Alaskan priests a couple of times before, I think, at this point. It was pretty recently, too where the Alaskan priests of the OCA, the Orthodox Church in America, because they're living so far below the poverty line in Alaska, are currently in the process of having the rest of the OCA, you know, across the country, put together an endowment so that those priests can get a a boost to their earning and then, you know, it can supplement their living and everything. So while that collection was a special collection beyond the tithe, it still illustrates the point that when we build material wealth, we use that first and foremost to help God's purposes become a reality, right? And of course, he doesn't really need our help, but it's rather for us that we be allowed to participate, right? Because as I said yesterday, if you give material aid to a person with spiritual gifts, you become a co-worker in that person's ministry, right? And this is straight from the footnotes in the Orthodox Study Bible. You can Look that up, go to 3 John chapter 1, verse 8, look at the footnotes, it's right there. So this is something we are called to do. And you can very quickly start to see that as your earning potential goes up, as the amount of money you earn in a year goes up, the amount you tithe goes up as well. For every extra dollar you make, 10% more are given to the church for the completion of God's purposes, right? God gave us an institution, the church. And we build and support that institution in every way that we can. And one of those ways is financial. So this should really motivate you to build your wealth, right? A lot of times I talk about wealth as a tool for all the things we can do in the world. 
But now we're talking specifically about what you can do for the church. Right? It should bring you great pleasure to be able to support your church in everything that it needs. Right? We had our annual budget meeting at my church, I want to say two or three weeks ago. And for the last few years in a row, we've been able to exceed what we set our budget at. And our budget is very modest, right? For a large community, right? For a large parish. Church building itself is small, but we have a lot of people. And that allows our church to do everything it needs to do and more, right? We finally start paying our priest as much as he needs to live comfortably and to do the work he needs to do. We can support all the missions that we support as a church, right? We have priests in different locations all across the world that we support financially, right? And then there's certain charities locally that we can support and we can provide food at coffee hour, right? We can provide coffee, those kinds of things. So that money is enabling the church to do the ministry and the work it needs to do. And that is your purpose as a man living the warrior king ethos, is you become a tool, a vehicle, something that God wields to enable the things to happen that he wants to happen for your benefit. There are certain men with certain qualities like the desire to work, right? Maybe you're very competitive. Maybe you are really into physical exercise and training and sport. Those certain kinds of qualities lend themselves well to being a warrior king, right? You're essentially a foot soldier. And I said this yesterday as well. You're essentially a grunt, right? You do the dirty work, right? You, you work certain jobs that are boring. You work monotonous jobs. You're working above and beyond maybe to climb, you know, up the ranks in your company. And then you spend your time investing and you live well below your means to be able to invest more money. And all of those things you do so that you can effectively do what God needs you to do. And usually the examples we use are your family, your wife, your children, the men in your circle of influence, right? These could be men at church. This could be men at work, friends, family, whatever it is, right? You can do those things. You can impact the lives of people. You can do good. You can maybe work enough to the point where you can be financially independent and turn all your time to side projects that you think will have a positive impact on the world. Right? If I didn't have to work, still, I would be able to devote all my time to the Phil Lock podcast and the Warrior King brand, and I could make way more ebooks, right? I could put together more polished products, better information, I could be of more service. Right? A lot of people think that building wealth is just about having a lot of wealth. But you can also increase your earning potential and decrease your living expenses and then become financially independent early in life. Right? You can do this by 30, 32, 34, 36, that is a viable path. And you do that through building wealth, right? You can't tithe, you can't tithe 10% if 10% is a huge chunk. And like I said, it is okay, my priest says it's okay to start where you're at, but the eventual goal is always 10%. And one of the easiest ways to make that comfortable, let's say you're making, I don't know, 35 a year right now after tax, and... 10% of that would be $3,500 a year. And let's say that that's too much, right? You Things are so tight financially that you can't give those 10%. The easiest way to do that, to fix that, would be just double your income. If you double your income, 
and now you're making 70,000 after tax. Of course, the tithe percent has gone up. But if you take 7,000 away, you're still left with 63,000, which is way more than the 35 you had before. So not only can you hit the tithing requirement, right, that you are shooting for, that you're aiming for, but you also make living for yourself easier. You empower yourself and your wife and your kids, if you have those, to do the things that God wants them to do, right? I'm talking about this project, the Warrior King project. Podcast hosting is 25 a month, right? Website hosting is about 30 a month. Then there's recording equipment, right? I'm, I'm recording on a high-end microphone, interface, laptop. I have a desk set up. have a nice pair of headphones for audio work, right? They're flat frequency response headphones. All of these things cost money. So because I believe in this project and I believe that the ideas are worthwhile pursuing for men, and thankfully I have the resources to spend on this without you know, feeling much pain, that becomes a tool, a vehicle. The money does. So you increase your earning potential if you need to tithe more and it's difficult right now. Of course, that's not the only way you can do it. You can decrease what you need to live on for yourself, right? 10% is something we should all shoot for. This is a reminder for myself as much as it is for anyone else because many times it can be very easy to just not tithe one week and just, oh, it's fine, you know, like I'll, I'll make it up later or something and be very lackadaisical about it. It's a very bad attitude. I've unfortunately been there. So this is a reminder to myself as much as it is to anyone else. That one, we should all tithe 10%, right? That's the goal state. You should aim to tithe 10%. If you can do it right now, great. You probably turn this off here, right? If right now you have enough money to tithe 10% comfortably, or maybe even not so comfortably, right? That shouldn't deter you either. But if you have the resources to do it without just going, you know, flat out broke and ending up on the streets, do that. If you can tithe more, by all means, right? It is, 10 is not the maximum, right? We should all aim to eventually be at a point where we can do more than 10%, right? If, you know, God willing, I eventually get to a point where I'm earning the amount of money that I believe I need to earn to fulfill my purpose, then I can tithe way more than 10%. And I could really bless my church that way and the church at large, of course. So that's point number two. If you can tithe more, And you know, you can talk to your spiritual father about this if you want to double check, but if you can and you feel compelled to do so, please do it. Point number three, if you can't tithe 10% yet, that is okay, right? Right from my priest's lips into my ears and then from my lips into yours. It is okay. You start wherever you're at, 1%, 2%, whatever it is, and you work your way up either by increasing your earnings or by decreasing your living expenses. So that would be 3A and 3B. Increase your earnings or decrease your living expenses. Or both, right? Both is great too. If you can live on less, that is very good for your character. It would help you, you know, tighten the belt a little bit if times get tough. So it's always good to have the skill of living on less if you can. But that's where we are, right? When it comes to tithing. We know that it is something that God wants us to do and we should work our way up to it, whatever that takes. And if we can give more, then we can give more. And of course, the hidden meaning in my priest's story is that if you trust in God with your financial resources, if you tithe, even if it might be uncomfortable, even if it's a little scary, you know, 10% might seem like a lot, God will reward you. 
right? And this is another way that this episode ties into yesterday's episode, right? They're sort of cousins in a way. Is that tithing might very well be the last step required, that leap of faith might be the last step required for God to say, okay, he has built the character so that I can now deliver all of the financial blessings I had in store for him, right? He was tithing 2%, 3%, but he really buckled down, really tried to get 10. And I see that faith in me and I will reward that because I had this blessing in store for him and he is now finally ready to receive it. That could very well be the case. Now, of course, I'm not saying that you tithe because you're expecting it to be returned tenfold, right? That is, tithing is not some sort of amazing investment strategy where your returns are going to be 900% a year, right? That's not what I'm talking about here. But I am saying if God has certain blessings in store for you and you're not tithing, that might be a hangup, right? Maybe God sees that and he sees that quality in you and you think you're being frugal, but he realizes that maybe you're being a little stingy or maybe you're not putting your faith in God that he will make your finances work out the way they're meant to, right? And I think it's in the Gospel of Matthew, we're told not to worry about what we'll eat tomorrow, not to worry about what we'll wear. God provides even for the birds, how much more will he provide for us? So today's assignment, today's takeaway is simply this. Tithe. If you need to start at 1%, start at 1%. If you need to start at 2 or 3 or 5 or 8 start there. See what you can do. Cut back on the Starbucks. Cut back on the Netflix. Cut back on eating out three times a week. Right? $20 a plate three times a week. That's 60 across the month. That's 240 right there. So do whatever it takes to start tithing today. If you sometimes forget to tithe or are lazy about it, the way I can be sometimes, double down your efforts. Take it seriously. And of course, this applies to me as much as it does to you. And when I hear this, it'll be a good reminder to me to tithe to the best of my ability. If you get to 10%, that's great. If you can go beyond that and you feel compelled to do so, that's even better. But whatever it takes today, think about how you can get to 10% of how much you can give of the financial wealth that God has loaned to you, right? Just a loan. How much of that can you give back? for his purposes today. And if you do that, then your character will improve and your trust in God will improve and your faith will improve and you will be one step closer to being the man that God needs you to be. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.